Howdy folks, it's Tuesday the 19th of January 2021, the Lord be with you. Thank you. We continue our reflection series, journeying out, pushing through, as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 to 19. Spoilers, this passage makes reference to sexual activity, so if you're not keen on engaging with this topic, then this is your chance to click away from this reflection. However, the focus of this reflection isn't just about what we do with our bodies when it comes to sex, but also how we treat our bodies in all aspects of life. As such, if you're wanting a theological discourse about sexual and Christian ethics, you've come to the wrong place. The Church of England this year is engaged in the Living and Love and Faith Project, which does address discussions about human identity, sexuality and Christian teaching. I can recommend signing up to the Resource Hub if you want to do a bit more reading and engagement with these topics before we approach them wholly as Church Wigan. Links available at the end of this reflection. Preamble out of the way, let's read the passage together. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 to 19 and I'm using the New Revised Standard Version. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said, the two shall become one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What is Paul so hung up about in this passage? Why spend seven verses talking about fornication and prostitution? At the time of writing this letter to the Corinthians, these were topics which Paul felt very passionately about and felt that the emerging Corinthian church needed some teaching on this matter. To be fair, they are emotive topics within the church today as well. For the sake of clarity though, I'm going to define these terms. Fornication is the action of having sex with someone you are not married to. Prostitution is the work of a prostitute or the business of having sex for money. Cambridge Dictionary Online 2021 These definitions give us an idea of the subject that Paul is seeking to speak into. As I said earlier, I'm not going to get into a theological discussion about the way the contemporary church and the world addresses these topics today. At first glance though, Paul is appealing to those who call themselves Christians in that context of ancient Corinth not to engage in either fornication, having sex with someone you're not married to, or prostitution, working as a prostitute or paying for sexual acts and or intercourse. This is probably because Corinth was a cultural melting pot in the ancient world. All sorts of cultures and religions with practices were present in the city, 
some of which had very questionable practices, such as temple worship which involved sexual acts. This is probably what Paul is speaking against. He is trying to make Christian worship and practice distinct to other religions that the emerging Corinthian church was surrounded by. One of the ways in which these new Christians are distinct is that they are called to worship and live their lives as Jesus would, with the knowledge of the Holy Spirit, one of the parts of the Trinity that lives and dwells with them all the time. This means that what they do with their bodies and how does matter, as it is an outward sign of how they express their identity and faith as Christians. The same is true for us today. For example, if a Corinthian Christian or a Christian today was to get absolutely drunk, pick a fight and then get arrested, that Christian's self-control and attitude to how they represent the Holy Spirit may come into question. Paul is also trying to grow the church in Corinth, and if the Christians there get into trouble, it may put people off wanting to hear about Jesus if all the Christians are labelled as troublemakers and lawbreakers. Would you trust your reader, LML or vicar, if they kept getting arrested for misconduct? Would you invite a friend to the worshipping community they lead? There are other ways in which Christians can misuse their bodies in worship and faith as well. If a Christian is walking down the road, comes across a rough sleeper who asks for help, and then said Christian ignores that person, or crosses to the other side to avoid the rough sleeper, that Christian has arguably misused their body and been complicit in an individual's hardship. Or say you're a Christian who's also a high-ranking politician, and you decide that you want to be seen as a Christian. So you decide to have a photo shoot outside a church building whilst holding a Bible. But in order to get that photo, that physical proof you're a Christian, you have ordered the use of tear gas and riot police to forcibly move peaceful protesters. You have misused your body in worship and faith, if that is the case. I could list other examples, but essentially, what we physically do as Christians and what we do in the name of faith matters. It sends a message to the outside world who are listening, watching, and perhaps discerning whether to explore a life of faith in Christ based on what they see us, who proclaim the faith, do. If we treat others with love, kindness and openness, embracing the poor and the marginalised, then our bodies will be used correctly in worship. If we use our bodies to harm others, spiritually, physically or mentally, we are abusing ours and their bodies. That is a sin and does not honour the spirit in us or others. Lastly, and I leave this as something to ponder, in lockdown and with the closure of church buildings, we've had to find ways in which to worship with our bodies, separated from the rest of the body of Christ. What sort of new physical practice have you introduced to your worshipping life to help you connect with God at this time? I have found praying with a rosary is a way to help me connect with God in prayer. The physical action of letting the crucifix and beads run through my fingers has helped me focus my prayer and worship towards God. This might not work for you, but perhaps this is the time to try something new. If rosary isn't your thing, what about prayer walking in your neighbourhood declaring a blessing on local homes, schools and businesses? That's good physical exercise which honours your body as well. In conclusion, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 to 19 is about how we as Christians use our bodies in intimate relationships, which include sex. However, it is also about how we treat our bodies day to day. It is also about how our physical actions speak of Christ 
and shown an indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and it's about how we can use our bodies in worship, especially at a time when we may feel cut off and isolated from the rest of the body of Christ. We're going to have a short time of prayer now. Firstly, a short collect from the service of homeless and healing from common worship, and then we'll say the Lord's Prayer together. Let us pray. May Christ bring us wholeness of body, mind and spirit. Deliver us from every evil and give us his peace. Amen. And in whatever form or language gives us the most life, that allows our hearts, minds, souls and bodies to connect with the living God, with Christians all over the world, we pray together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this reflection, folks. Stay safe and go well.